we are in week two of this series, which is called Love Works, because love works, but also it takes work to love. It takes work in any relationship. And so in this series, we are talking about the different kinds of relationships and how you can have stronger ones, how you can have better ones, how you can do your best in them, how you can uh, choose the right ones. Last week, we talked about friendship and how important it is to have your closest friends, people who believe like you, people who share your faith, regardless of what that is, people who you can trust to tell you when you're stupid, people who can trust to tell you when the answer is no. Uh, it's tempting sometimes, especially as you get older, to have people around will just say yes all the time, to have yes men. And you see that a lot in businesses, sometimes in politics. But what happens there is you kind of just have a lot of bad ideas and nobody fixes it. And so uh, starting on early on, having your best friends, having people that are willing to say no, having people that are willing to help you, and then people that you are willing to say no to. This week, we're talking about dating and also not dating. We're going to talk about something a little bit called the latter, which I talk about. But before I get to that, I want to read a dating story from the Bible, and then we'll get from, from more from that. So uh, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to be in Judges 16, 4 through 22, which is the story of Samson and Delilah, which you've all probably heard of. It's not just a song, uh, whatever the Delilah song is. Hey there, Delilah. Uh, but is that Plain White Tees? Yeah. But it's, I saw them in concert once. But anyway, it's that, yeah, I'm old. It's not just that. It is uh, the story of Samson. He was born and blessed by God. Basically, God said, your kid's going to be amazing. Uh, he can't drink. He has to let his hair grow, and he has to follow all these rules, and then he's going to be one of the judges of Israel. He's going to be one of the people that are known as a hero, one of the people who do so much in their life. And so as he grew, his parents were like, hey, uh, we know that you like girls now. We know that you're starting to go that way, and, and so what we want is for you to choose someone in your own faith. Choose someone who believes like you. Choose someone from your tribe, or they're going to change you. We've talked about Solomon before and how um, he started marrying all of these women who worship different gods and it pulled him away from God, not through their fault, but through his, because he kept trying to change to be like them. And so Samson, his only rule was, his main rule was, don't cut your hair, or you're going to lose all your strength. And so we pick up with Judges 16, 4 through 22. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorek. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you a thousand pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. Samson replied, If I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. So we start out with a situation where Delilah, all of the people, uh, the Philistines were against the Israelites. And so basically they're like, hey, we want you to take out their greatest hero. We want you to kill him. Uh, you guys are in love, so betray him. And so you would hope that in this moment, Delilah would have a crisis of conscience and be like, no, but I really do love him. But for whatever reason, whether it's the money or fear, which is a possibility, because again, back in the day, women didn't have a say at all. And so it's very much fear, money, whatever. They said, hey, you, we need you to find out his secret. Now, to her credit, which goes away soon, but to her credit right now, she doesn't try to trick him. She straight up asks him. She's like, hey, what makes you weak? Which is kind of crazy. And so if you're Samson, you immediately probably have uh, some concerns. You're like, why? That's a weird question. But hey, we're in a relationship, so that's kind of cool. You're supposed to share things, right? You're supposed to share what makes you weak. You're supposed to share your allergies. You're supposed to share all these different things uh, and different things like that. Uh, not literally share your allergies. Tell each other what they are. And so, because then, you know, you don't want your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend to make like a peanut butter cake and then you're allergic to cake, something like that. And so, and so, that's right. And so, <laughs> and so 
uh, this is happening. And so she asks him, and Samson lies to her. Now, if we stopped at this paragraph, and this is kind of a theme throughout the Bible, if you stopped at this paragraph, nobody is really the hero, but Delilah, even though she's planning on betraying him at least to this point, uh, she asks him straight up the question she's supposed to ask him, and he lies. So you can make the argument, well, you know, it's not a great relationship, but Samson's kind of lying to her. Like, that's messed up. Doesn't he trust her? Um, and so one of the things that you'll hear a lot, and I'll talk about that as w- this as we go, and I talked about it with friendship for your closest friends, uh, you'll hear the phrase unequally yoked. And so, like, as you grow up, as you start dating, as you start uh, seeing people of the opposite sex, and, like, you're with them, you have relationships, there are going to be all these temptations with, with, uh, because the top thing in most of your friends when they're trying to get you to date is going to be like, oh, he's really cute. Oh, she's really cute. Oh, he's dreamy or whatever. Like, oh, man, he has short hair and a red jacket. Like, he's so dreamy and like all these things. And, and they come up with, they come, that's right. And they come up, they come up with all of these, they come up with all of these different things. I have had before, uh, kids who their parents are saying, oh, yeah, I know that he's not a good guy or I know she's not a good girl, but, but, she's hot or he's hot and it's like that's kind of messed up and so you're going to hear that a lot from your friends from people and that's why not my parents no (laughs) my great-grandpa's and I'm not going to go too far like away from the point but my great-grandpa's last words to me and he raised me were stay away from girls they're trouble but anyway (laughs) anyway so this was a long time ago and he was like 90 but um anyway So you're going to have all of these temptations on who to date. You're going to have friends who seem to always have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And the very first one is, well, everybody else has a date to the dance, or everybody else has a boyfriend, everybody else has a good girlfriend. I should get one. Like, I need to go. I need to drop my standards. I need to go. There's nothing wrong with being single. And that's the first thing I want to come out with here is it's okay to be single. In fact, it's far worse. It's far worse to have someone who is wrong for you. It's far worse to have someone who drags you down. One of the things that you'll find, and we'll talk about this through Samson and Delilah is if you make the choice based on looks or based on money or based on fun, whatever it is, short-term things, uh, sometimes your, your thought is, well, you know what? I know they're not good for me, but I'm going to change them. Like, I'm going to get them to come to church, and so I just have to date them for a while. And once we have feelings, then they'll listen to me. Well, over and over and over again in my life, I've seen uh, through 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 teens, through adults, through other people who try that, that's not how it works because it's always going to be easier to not go to church. It's always going to be easier to say, yeah, just skip youth. Just stay in bed today. Don't go to church. That's always going to be easier than convincing someone to, to not go to church. So when I say something like unequally yoked, when I say you should only date someone who, who believes like you, that's not because I don't think non-Christians are worth anything. It's not because I don't think uh, other religions are worth anything. It's not because I think Christians are the greatest people. It is because on both sides... There's so much pressure already at your age and at all ages to date and with all of those things. So if you're dating someone who doesn't believe like you, then for you, you always have that pressure. What if I can't get them to come to church? I need to get them to come to church. What if they don't think this? What if they don't think that? And and so you're like, man, they're always trying to get me to not go to church. They're always trying to get me to not go to youth. They're always trying to get me to, to go to these parties, to do things I shouldn't. And then on their side, it's the same thing where they're like, man, they don't like who I am. They don't think I'm worth anything if they don't go to church. So you see, it's not fair to either person. And so that's what we're seeing with Samson and Delilah. We see problems immediately. They have very different beliefs. They have very different ideas. They have very different uh, religions and people behind them who are telling them, hey, we're at war. You got to go against, you got to choose. And so all of these things are coming into play. Um, I want to go to the next verse before I keep talking about that. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings, and she tied Samson up with them. 
She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house, and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string snaps when it is burned by a fire, so the secret of his strength was not discovered. Afterwards, Delilah said to him, You've been making fun of me for telling me lies. Now please tell me how you can be tied up securely. Now this is where it gets really stupid. This is where Samson, after the first one, like they both are in a bad relationship. Like it's very clear. She's trying to get him to do something he doesn't want to do die and he's trying to get her to do something which she doesn't want to do betray her people and so they're going against things hardcore they believe differently they think differently they want different things and so she asks him he lies to her she finds out he lies he finds out she wants to get him now in this case you would hope that anyone else that is in this situation would be like let's see so she asked me once what would make me weak? What would make me uh, able to be captured? And then I told her, and then all of a sudden, like, all of these Philistines came out and captured me. That's probably not coincidence. And so you would hope that he would then say, yeah, you know what? I, 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 we got to go. It's not, it's not you, it's me, or it's not me, it's you, however you want to say it. And, and it's like, you would hope that he would walk away. You would hope that she would be like, you know what? I shouldn't have done this. I'm sorry. I'm going to walk away too. We're just too different. I can't go against my people like this. But instead, she goes at him again. Now, again, we all look at this and we're like, wow, Samson's an idiot and she's doing awful things. This is awful. And so we all think, I'd never do that. Like, I would never betray someone. I would never go against what I think because of a girl, because of a boy. I would never do this. When I was, in high, when I was coaching high school tennis uh, several years ago in Seymour, there was a girl who was in, the, in, the, in a youth group, not mine, but also on the tennis team. She was like a straight-A student, an honor roll student. Uh, she was a Christian. She was on the, the student government. Like, she was at the top of everything. She was on the number one doubles team. She was very smart. She started dating this guy who was a druggie, who sold drugs, uh, who, who did bad things. And so all of her friends are like, uh, yeah, this is a bad idea. Like, he doesn't believe like you, and he's doing all of these things. She's like, yeah, but I don't, and I'll change him. I'll fix him, because we all watch The Notebook, and we all think, I'm a bird, you're a bird, and we all watch Hitch, and we all watch all of these romantic movies. We watch Cinderella, and we're like, oh, man, he didn't know what she looked like until I put a shoe on her, so clearly that's love, and it's like, we all watch Snow White, where she has to stay silent the whole time. Like, we all see these romantic movies, and we think, that's what I want. There are adults who still think, this is what life is like. This is what true love is. That's not true love. And so she saw this, and so she had this dream of changing people. I have said this in other contexts, but especially in dating, you cannot change anyone. You will never fix anyone. If someone is not who you think they should be when you start dating, they're not going to be ever. In fact, you will both change to different things than you want to be. That's how life works. And so in her life, like it started out, like she'd mispractice a couple times, she'd miss a couple tests, things would go poorly. Uh, she started to do bad. Little by little, she started to become more and more like him. Uh, she started to miss school. She started to lose her grade. She started to just lose everything. She was off the tennis team. She was out of church. And all of this was happening. And then one of her friends from the tennis team still took her. She's like, hey, we're going to go and we're going to sit outside this girl's house and I want you to call this boy. And so she did. And he came out shirtless because he'd been cheating on her with another girl. And within a week, she was back with him because it didn't matter because he was hot, because it's what she thought that she could have. It's because she thought she could change him. And you see this over and over and over again. And everybody here, everybody here who is listening to me is sometimes thinking, but it'd be different for me. I've thought that in my life. When I was in college, I didn't date much at all because I get rejected a lot. And so that's how my life has worked. But when I was in college, uh, that's right. It is. I didn't wear them in college. They weren't invented yet. And so when I was in college, uh, there, there was a girl who uh, basically, like, she had dated my friend a long time before that. I should have known it was bad because she went to Purdue, and that's, that's a bad thing. Can't get past that. Can't get past that. 
and so she liked, she still liked my friend. I didn't know that. But uh, so we dated for a while. I took her on a picnic for our first date. Like I was sweet and like all of these things. It was fun. And then like eventually like I called over there and my friend was there. And so like I was shattered because it kind of broke up our friendship and that even though all along I'm like, man, they broke up and I shouldn't like it's, it's wrong. But I kept thinking, but everybody has to have a girlfriend now. Everybody has to be dating. I thought that for me and I was in college. So you guys obviously have those thoughts. I thought it'll be different for me. I can change this. I can fix this. And that's happened to me more than once, not with the friend, but I've had people hurt me like that because I've thought, man, you know what? I am different. And it's not that it's you. It's not that there's something wrong with you. In fact, dating someone doesn't make anything right or wrong with you. You are already complete. No matter what you do, you do not need to date. But when you do get to that point, do not choose based on what other people think of that person. In fact, one of the things I'm going to talk about in a little bit is something called a list. Uh, if you think, and in your groups you're going to get a chance to do this, think about what you would want in a spouse someday, like a long time from now, when you're like 25 or 35 or 75, whenever you're going to get married. For some of us, maybe never, but whenever in your life you th think about what you want in a spouse. Like if, if, think about like, oh man, you know what? My dream guy would have like a red polo on and glasses and uh, a receding hairline and gray hair and he'd, he'd murder puppies and... and, and and I'm not, I'm not going to touch Dream Girl because I'm scared of the youth worker women. And so, but, but it's like, think about, think about the real things that you'd want in a spouse. And I'm being serious. Like, think about the real things you'd want in a spouse. Like, I want somebody who wants kids. Or I want somebody who doesn't want kids. I want somebody who's kind. I want somebody who's generous. I want somebody who's a Christian. I want somebody who believes in me. I want somebody who supports me. I want somebody who, who is a good person. Like, think of all of those things. And then... Hold that list no matter who you date. Now you're thinking right now, but why would it matter if I just go on a date? Well, Samson and Delilah went on a date first, and they probably didn't think at the time they're going to end up getting in a relationship. That's how this happens. This girl went on a date with this guy first in, in, when she was in high school, and it's like, well, this is just a date. This is just for fun. This was just on Stone Age Tinder, like whatever. This is just, this is just a, a, a one-time date. This is just a one-time thing. But then feelings get involved and you all think you all think yeah but i'm smart enough but sometimes when you get feelings involved you're not smart enough and so if you go away from that list and you start dating somebody who isn't anything like what you want in a spouse and little by little you start to make justifications and it's like yeah i know she just tried to kill me but she's really cute and she likes the chiefs and like whatever else yeah and so it's like i've got all of this stuff and and it's the same thing, like you keep making these justifications and you keep making these justifications and then you, that's how bad marriages happen. Like that's my sister and her uh, first husband, um, they, they were high school sweethearts and, and nobody thought that they should date. Like nobody thought that, that he was right for her because he didn't go to church and like he had all of these different things and he was into things that she shouldn't be. But, but they started dating just because they were friends or they had friends that were dating and then they fell in love because... According to the movies, love is all you need, according to the Beatles, I guess, but also according to the movies. And it's like, that's all you need. A and so they got married, and it did not work at all. A and it, it's torn up a lot of my sister's life. Now, she's in a happy marriage now, but she's still dealing with a lot of the things from that. Because you never think this is the one. You always think that there's going to be like this magic sign when you find the one that God's going to say, hey, that's the one. It's not always that clear. Every relationship takes work. Uh, our, our adults here who have been married or who have been in relationships, they can tell you that even when you're married, it takes work. It's not just like you go home and the husband and wife are like, oh no, we're perfect. Uh, poor Misty has to deal with Tim all the time. Like that takes a <laughs> lot of work 
to deal with. And it's over and over and over again. But, but somehow Tim was her list. No, but, but it's like if you, if you don't, if you move away from that list, then you stay away from that list forever. But if you hold tight to that list, then you're going to hold tight to that. And so maybe you don't date as much as anybody else, but who cares? Like, uh, who cares? Because you can have fun with friends. You can have fun with cookies. You can have fun with, with Rob. You can have fun with all kinds of people. You can just have fun. Uh, and so with Samson and Delilah, they both went away from what they knew was right for them. They both went away from their list. And so we have, she asked him again, even though he had just been betrayed, uh, Samson replied, if I were tied up with brand new ropes that have never been used, I would become as weak as anyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him up with them. The men uh, the men were holding or hiding in the same room as before. You'd think he'd check it, but they were hiding in the same room as before. And again, Delilah cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But again, Samson snapped the ropes with his arms as if they were a thread. Uh, then Delilah said, you've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me how you can be tied up securely. So for the third time, he's lied to her. And for the third time, she asked him again. Uh, and Samson replied, if you were to weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric of your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle, uh, it would become as weak as anyone else. Now, he lied again, but it's getting closer and closer and closer to the truth. Because when you are with someone who's not right for you, you're with someone who's off your list, you're with someone who has different values than you, regardless of what those are, then little by little, you're the one that changes. I've had kids uh, in my youth groups who are like, I'm going to, to, to bring them to youth. And they come once, but then the next seven Sunday nights or Wednesday nights, then they're, they're out to eat or they're doing something. Because again, it's always easier to drop values than it is to add values. It's always easier to be a worse person. Uh, it's always easier to, to sleep in. It's always easier to do things you shouldn't. It's always going to be easier. That's why uh, churches aren't as full as they should be because it's hard sometimes to be the type of person you know you should be. You guys in your classes, in your schools, there are probably times that you have all of these temptations for cheating, for lying, for all of these things. And you understand that a lot of people uh, who you've seen in school, like sometimes they're really popular, sometimes they get good grades, and you know that they cheat and you know they do the wrong thing and they still get rewarded for it. And that's hard because it's hard to do the right thing. But Samson is getting closer and closer to the truth, even though he probably said, I'm never going to tell her. Like, I'm going to make up these crazy things. I'm going to have some fun with it because we're having fun because it's short-term happiness. I don't care that it's not right, but we're going to go little by little. But then the more she asks him, the more he's like, but we're in love. Like, I have to, I know that, that twice I've told her and twice, like, 20 guys have come out and tried to kill me. That's just coincidence. It happens sometimes. It's a Tuesday. Like, this is, this is life. We've all been there. You've all gone home and in the middle of the night gone to the bathroom and, like, 30 warriors have come out and tried to tackle you. It's just one of those things. And so it sucks. But so again, he's getting closer and closer to the truth. And so we go to, so while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into the fabric. Then she tightened it with the loom shuttle. Again, she cried out. Yeah, I don't know. Again, she cried out. Uh, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled back the loom shuttle, and yanked his hair away from the loom and the fabric, which had to hurt. Then Delilah pouted, how can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets, secrets with me? You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Um, again, she asks him again, and he stays there because he's thinking it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time. I can do it this time. 
And she brings up the L word. She's like, how can you love me? You are going to have in your life, people say this. They're going to say, if you loved me, you would do that. Sometimes it's going to be jokey. Sometimes your friends are going to be like, yeah, if you really love me. Or your parents are going to say, yeah, if you really love me. But sometimes it's going to be in a relationship. And sometimes it's going to be something that you've decided you don't want to do until marriage. Or you've decided that you don't think is right for you. And you're like, yeah, but just if you loved me, you would go to this, and that's a hard thing to come against because everybody wants love. Everybody wants to feel loved. In my life, and I've talked about depression and things like that, the thing that I struggle with the most is feeling loved. Now, this isn't something where after youth, I want everybody to hug me and say they love me, and that's not what I'm saying. What I'm, please don't, Nate. And what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is it's, struggled. it's a struggle for me to feel loved. And so if I look at the relationships, that, the, the dates that I shouldn't have gone on, like I just told you, it's because I wanted to feel loved because I didn't feel loved. And so we all have that. And so she brings up the L word. People use that as a battle. I will tell you this before I even get to the point of this. If anybody ever wants you to do something that isn't right, whether it's not right morally or just not right for you, and they say, if you loved me, you would do this, they're not the right person. They're not on the list. They should not be who you're with. The end. Because I guarantee in the healthy marriages, in Christian marriages, in marriages where the man and woman love each other, if they may jokingly say that, but they would never push their spouse to do something wrong because they have those same core beliefs. And so if somebody says, hey, if you don't do this, you don't love me. And it's something that legitimately doesn't make you feel good. I'm not talking about like, hey, if you uh, went to the, if you didn't go to this movie, then you don't really love me. I'm talking about real stuff, like, like whether it's sexual or whether it's uh, bad things like a party, whether it's something that you know you shouldn't do, drugs. Like if you didn't, if you loved me, you'd do this. I have had people in in my life before who have told me, yeah, my, my boyfriend, my girlfriend really wants me to do acid. And they say that if I don't do it, then I don't love them. And they were legitimately like, I don't know what to do here. Because we all think, well, that's stupid. We all think Samson's stupid. We all think Delilah's stupid. But when you are in a relationship, even if it's not a right one, you feel that closeness. You feel that love. You feel that. And it's like, I don't want to lose this. I, I, I'm scared of losing this. It's very hard. And so Samson and Delilah are now at the point of no return. He's lied to her over and over again. She's tried to kill him over and over again. Both bad things, depending on where you put them on the spectrum, they're both bad. Uh, next scripture. Um, finally, Samson shared his secret with her because eventually you're going to give in. If you're with someone who is constantly pushing you to do something you shouldn't do, you will be the one that gives in. This isn't saying you're weak. Don't say I'm going to prove him wrong. This is the truth. Because if someone is pushing you day after day after day, eventually you're going to give in if you don't get out. It's hard to lose a relationship, but there's nothing wrong with being single. There is nothing wrong with waiting. There is nothing wrong with any of those things. And so Samson eventually gives in. Uh, my hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as anyone else. Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth, so she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me a secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap, and then she called a man, in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free, but he didn't. He, he didn't realize the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to... Uh, grind grain in the prison. So there it is. If you're in the wrong relationship, your eyes are going to get gouged out. The end. No, just joking. But, but if you give in on things, if you give in, now hopefully, hopefully, 
I will say this, if you're dating people who might do that, you really need to get out. But <laughs> if, if you give in on things, it may not be your eyes that are gouged out, but it may be your sense of self. It may be who you are. It may be the fact that you cannot identify yourself without that person. It may be your faith. It may be your church. It may be your family. There have absolutely been times where people have, ha have been forced to choose between their family and the wrong relationship, and they walk away, and it's heartbreaking for the parents, and it's heartbreaking for everybody involved, but, but it is what it is, and it's hard, but it all starts with that list that you should keep. And so Samson finally gave in. He probably thought at the beginning, I've got this. I'm hot, and I'm muscular, and I have long hair, and you know, that's all that we want, and so it's like, I got this. I got this. I'm the king. That's right. I'm Trevor Lawrence. I've got, I've got this. I'm the king, and, and so he's like, I will never give in. I will never lose, and then he started to give in a little bit, and then he started to give in a little bit more, and then he started to give in a little bit more, and finally gave in all the way, and even then, he probably thought, yeah, that's just a story. Like, God, he doesn't really expect me to obey him, to follow him. Like, I can do what I want, and he'll still be there, but he broke the rule. Like, it's not like God was like, I want you to die. It's like, hey, God said, if you do this, this is going to go poorly. It's like if, if Joe is like, man, I'm so happy the Chiefs won. I'm going to jump off the top of this building and I'm going to fly. And that's stupid. Like, it's not going to happen because the rules of, the rules of gravity, both the band and the, the physics concept, is that if you jump off of something and you don't have wings, you're not going to land well. And so Samson... He jumped, he jumped, and he thought, yeah, it's okay, I got this, I've always had this, I've always won, I've always been the king, I've always been the popular kid, I've always been the head of the class, I've always been the best, and he, he gave in, he gave in who he was, he gave in his faith, he gave everything up for her, and it ended his life. Now, there's more, and this is where I want to go from here, because uh, in your life, you're going to make mistakes. And there are going to be times that you have made wrong decisions or you will make wrong decisions. Uh, the adults here can tell you that we're not perfect in our life. Like all of us, I've told you about the, the dates that I shouldn't have gone on. Now, I, I, I've been blessed to not have gone farther than I should have and things like that. But, but there are times that, that maybe you've already made the wrong decision. Maybe you've already made the wrong choice. Maybe you've already dated the wrong people. Maybe you are dating the wrong people. It is never too late for forgiveness. It is never too late. There is never a point in your life where you can be like, oh, I've already done this and I've already done that and I've already gone all the way up the ladder, which I'll talk about later. I've already done all of these things. Uh, nothing's ever going, going to be the same for me. It's hard. It is hard because people will always remind you of your past, but there is always a way back. And so I want to go to the end of Samson's life. Um, then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again, O God. Please strengthen me just one more time with one blow. Let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillows, pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, Let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died when he, than he had during his entire life. Uh, he was able to get a measure of himself back. Now, there were still consequences because in your life, there are going to be consequences. You will absolutely be forgiven for anything. But if, for example, you have sex before marriage and you get pregnant, you can be forgiven for that and you can come back and you will be accepted and you will be loved. But still going to be pregnant or still going to have the STD, whatever it is, like there's still going to be real world consequences sometimes. And so Samson, his was having no eyes and being crushed to death by pillars. You hope that you don't get that to happen. But it's, he still was forgiven. He still had a path back, even though it sucked. Uh, that list that I talked about is so important. And I know that some of you are even thinking right now, that's stupid. I'm not going to get married for a long time. Good. Wait, do that. But 
The reason it's so important to not get on Tinder and just swipe right at everybody that's cute, the reason that it's so important to not get on Bumble and do the same thing, the reason it's so important not to even get on Christian Mingle and just do the same thing, I don't even know that's still a thing. But the reason that it's so important, yeah, farmers, J-date. The reason that it's so important to not just date everybody, to not just go on every date, to not just talk to everybody, is because right now you are establishing who you are for one. And who you are can be changed. Who you are can be changed by the wrong influences, by the wrong friends, by the wrong people, and definitely by the wrong dates. Samson was a godly man at one point, and he continued to give away himself and give away himself and give away himself. And a lot of people will say, well, that's Delilah's fault. Delilah didn't force him to do anything. Now, Delilah has her own flaws and own problems because she was trying to betray him, but she actually was very honest with him. Uh, and, And it's Samson that continued to make the wrong decisions after the wrong decisions after the wrong decisions, and it cost his life. That list, that list is so important because if you just think and just stop, you, you can talk about it in your groups, but, but at home, before you're ready to date, start thinking about that list and only, talk, only date people that are on that list. And I know you're thinking, well, but what about the hundred other guys, hundred other girls, whatever. You're not really missing out. Dating kind of sucks, like to, to be legit. Uh, dating kind of sucks. And like the adults can tell you, like, yeah, you, you remember it a little more fondly than you should. It kind of sucks. And so it's like, hey, I get to go be awkward with somebody for 20 minutes. And then you're like, wait, tw- I, I got nothing for a date. I don't know how to date. But so anyway, <laughs> anyway, so you have this list. And now I want to be clear here too, because even with that list, there are going to be times all of your relationships are going to take work. It is going to take compromise and it is going to take communication. Uh, I have a girlfriend and, and she lives in Seymour. Uh, we don't see each other very much because it's long distance and there are different things in each of our lives that prevent that. Uh, we both deal with different struggles. We both have different things from past relationships that we struggle with. We both have different uh, personality things that we deal with. We both deal with depression in different ways, with anxiety in different ways. We both have all of these different things. But we talk and we pray together and we continue to talk. Now, a lot of people would be like, but you don't go out every week. That's not a real relationship. That's, we don't care what people think. Now, does that mean that it never bothers me? Of course not. But what I'm saying is we both had this list and we both had problems in the past with people breaking that list or going away from it. We both had this list and we stuck to it. And so we're working because it's not always easy. Uh, the other couples in the room will tell you it's not always easy. Like it's not always easy. Again, we see these movies and I love romantic comedies too, but we see these movies and we see the notebook and I'm going to pick on that for a second. Everybody jumps to the notebook because everybody thinks it's so sweet. The guy sucks. Like he's not a great guy. Sorry. He's not a great guy and she basically dumps her current boyfriend for him and all these weird things. And, and it's a sucky relationship, but because the credits end and they're kissing, oh, it's perfect, it's going to work. And because you see them as old people hugging, oh, it was great. Life's not a movie. It's not. Life is life. And so in your life, when you're with somebody that matters, it's not going to all be roses and rainbows. It's going to be hard sometimes. You're going to have to talk things through. You're going to have to communicate. You're going to have to pray together. You're going to have to, to talk all of the time. Samson and Delilah could not work it out because they were coming from so far away. If you are with somebody who does not believe what you believe, regardless of what that is, if you're with that person, you are not going to be coming from the same place. You're not going to see things the same way. And you're thinking, but it's okay because we'll fix each other, we'll change, blah, blah, blah. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. I would love to tell you that it's how it works, but my sister has proven that it's not how it works. I have proven that it's not how it works. Other people, adults, can tell you that it's not how it works. You are important and complete whether you never date anybody. You're important and complete no matter what, so you are worth 
waiting for. You are worth holding on to. You are worth having that list and sticking to it. And that's what is so important about having a relationship. You have to stick to that list. And then you're going to find maybe not all the dates work and not all the relationships work. But at least you're treated well. At least you're treating them well. At least you're coming from the same place and you're learning a little bit each time. Uh, there's one more scripture I want to read. And this is one that you've heard a lot. First uh, Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Leave that up. Uh, this, this scripture is used a lot for love. It's used in weddings. It's used in all of these things. This is where your list should start. This is what love is. Love is patient and kind. That means love is not rushing you to go farther than you're willing to go. Love is not pushing you to do things you shouldn't do. Love is not pushing you to be someone different. And again, that works both ways because if you're a Christian pushing a non-Christian to be someone different, that's not love either. That's trying to change them. Now, as Christians, we want everyone to come to Christ, but you do that through friendship. You do that through communication, not through a relationship first. Now, maybe down the line, but love is patient. It's kind. If someone says, if you loved me, you would do this. If you loved me, you'd do that. If someone abuses you, if someone hurts you, if someone makes you feel bad about yourself, that is not love. I, I, I have known people who are in bad relationships where they are abused either physically or emotionally, and it's awful, and it's so hard because they still have that fairy tale dream of it's going to be okay, but you are worth more than that. You are worth kind love, patient love. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. That doesn't mean that you never feel jealousy. Even in the strongest marriages, there are times where you're like, ah, you know, I'm a little jealous about that. But you talk about it. You don't let it eat away at you. You don't let it change you. If you have someone who's like, you can't have any friends who, who are of the opposite sex. You can't have any friends who, who aren't friends with me. You can't talk to anybody if I'm not there. That's not love. Like, that's messed up. Uh, and, and so all of those things, it's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. You see this on sitcoms all the time of the man or the woman having all of these like, oh, you messed up here, 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 and it's funny. But in life, if somebody's always doing that to you, now that's different if you're in a conversation about the same thing like last time, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying like if every time you mess up, somebody's like, you've messed up on January 2nd at 7.30 and you did this, and on February 3rd at 16, I went the wrong way with time, at 6.30... Uh, it's true. At 6.30, you said this. Now, in my own life, I remember every single thing I've ever said, and so I lay at home at night and basically just think how stupid I am because I'm messed up. And so that's not love. Like, you can't be like that. You can't let people treat, like, treat you like that. It doesn't rejoice at injustice. It doesn't, it doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. This is what love is. This is what that list should be. Now, I, I want to talk about the latter and about relationships and about dating and things like that. You can go on. Uh, the latter is something that I talk about. And so usually I come up with an example of somebody. Um, so I'm going to, since they're both in the room, uh, we're going to talk about little Timmy and little Misty's first date. And so little Timmy and little Misty on their first date. Uh, they, they met, they were both, let's, I'm not going to tell real date, real ages. Let's say that they were both like 18, uh, let's say 17, 13. 13. Okay. No, cause that makes it weird. Let's say they're both about 17. And so they, 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 they're talking and they're talking to all their friends and everybody's like, Oh man, Timmy fills your whole list. Like he's so sweet. And all he talks about is Kroger. But other than that, he's really cool and he's kind and he treats you well. And he's a hunk and like all these things. And then all of Tim's friends are like, Misty's so sweet and kind and she's compassionate. And she's exactly what you said you always wanted. So you guys should go out and you know, they talk and, and they're friends and then they, they go out and, and on that first date, 
on that first date, they're like, oh man, this is so sweet. I can see, I can see the oceans in your eyes, little Misty. And, and Misty's like, oh, I can see your hairline starting to go, little Timmy. And no, it's like, it's like, oh, I, I see you are so, you're so muscular and strong, little Timmy. And like you say things you don't, that aren't true. But so, <laughs> but so they're on that first date and they go to see, uh, let's say the Titanic. And so they go to see the Titanic. Yeah. The movie, not the event. The movie, not the event. And so they go, they go to see the Titanic. And, and they're both like, oh man, this is so sweet. And they're sitting in the theater. And Tim is like sweating up a storm. And Missy's next to him. And she has her hand on the armrest. And she's just sitting there calmly. And Tim's like, oh gosh, she's so pretty. I, I don't know what I should do. Like, and he's like sweating. And he's like thinking. And he's like, okay, I really want to hold her hand. Because that's all that I need in life. That's what I want to do. And so like he touches. And they touched her little pinkies. And it's like, oh, fireworks go off. And it's like amazing. They forget what the movie's about. And their hands finally touch. And they hold hands. And it's all sweaty and gross. But they're sweet. And so they're holding hands. And it's such a... This was on... This was like... This was like their, this was their date, and they'd worked up to this for weeks. They'd worked up to this forever because this was a big moment. It was huge. It was amazing, and it's the first step on the ladder. Now the second date, the next time they go out, the next time they go out, <laughs> the next time they go out, they hold hands immediately because they've done it. Now it's magical and it's sweet still, but they do it immediately because they stopped there. They do it immediately because once you work up to something, you do it, you know, you can do it. They know it's okay. And so they hold hands immediately and they're walking through the mall holding hands. It's Tri-County before it fell apart. And they're walking through the mall. They're walking through the mall and they're looking at all the stores and Tim's like strutting. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he's got, he's got his academic letter jacket on. And so they're, and so they're, and so they're holding hands and they're walking and then Tim walks her home. And so he walks her home and, and so at the door, he's like, oh. you know, she's messing with her keys a little bit. And so he's at the door and he's like, oh gosh, I want to, I want to kiss her. Like it's so, I don't know if I should. I'm so, I'm so scared. Like this is so scary. And Tim has chewed, Tim has chewed 17 packs of gum <laughs> over the course of this date. And, and so he's like, he's not eaten for three weeks and he's so concerned and worried. And he's like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And so he goes 90 and she comes 10 and they kiss. You, that's an old movie restaurant. That's fine. And they finally kiss. And again, fireworks go off and people are like, why is Rob following around with fireworks? Like, this is so weird. <laughs> but so fireworks go off and it's... <laughs> That's right, that's right. And it's so magical, though. It's so magical. And, and Misty feels her heart burst through her chest. And Tim is like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Even if I have kids, this will be the greatest moment of my life. And it's like, this is so sweet. This is so mad, except for Ben and Riley. This is so magical. Uh, except for Riley. This is so magical. This is so magical. It's so wonderful. I can't believe like it took this this long. We worked up so hard for this, so so well, for, well long for this. We worked so hard at our relationship, and we kissed, and it's so magical. And then the next time they kiss right away, because on the ladder you work up so much for these these things. You work up so so much emotion and so much concern and so much love towards this person that each step it's so amazing and so magical and so miraculous and and just so cool and it's such a movie and it's Disney and it's all these things but as soon as you hold hands the first time you hold hands every time as soon as you kiss the first time you kiss every time and a lot of people will say I want to save myself for marriage because I believe in that I want to save myself for marriage because it's the right thing to do. Now I want to say something about this first is I am not going to come at this from a religious thing. I'm not going to come at this from a 
Bible thing. I believe in the Bible strongly. But the reason I believe that you should save yourself from marriage is because once you have sex, you are connected to that person. And it makes things that much harder. And it makes things that much more emotional. And if you have drama before, you're going to have twice the drama after. And you're going to feel that connection. And this is not just a religious thing. This is a scientific connection thing. This is how biology works. There is that connection. And a lot of people, many people, especially in churches, are like, I'm going to save myself from marriage. But they go right up that ladder fast. And before they know it, they're in like the back seat or they're at home and nobody's there. And it's like, oh, you know, hey, we've already kissed. We've already held hands. We've already done these other things. And they climb the ladder all the way and then they regret it. But the reason I bring up the ladder is you have to, and this is going to be awkward, on the first date, like as soon as you start talking to somebody and, and it's a date, like you talk about this is my line. This is where I'm going to stop. I am not going past this on the ladder. I am not going to go past this. Uh, uh, I've, uh, Megan actually doesn't want to kiss before marriage. A and so like this is a thing. Like this is something we discussed. And, and it's, it's difficult sometimes. But we've discussed it and we know that it's a real thing. And so we hold to that. Uh, and so you have to do that. And it's going to be so awkward the first time. And you're thinking, I can't do that. If this is a person that you actually think you could love. If this is a person that is just like... Uh, what you want on your list. If this is a person who believes like you, who feels like you, who has the same values as you, I guarantee you they're not going to think that's stupid. In fact, probably they're going to be like, thank you so much for bringing this up. Like, this is an awkward conversation, but let's talk about this ladder. And then you call me and I come over and it's weird and I tell you about it. But no, it's, and so you talk about it. You're like, I'm not, I'm not going past this because because even though it's awkward, if you don't talk about it, there are going to be times where you can't talk about it because you're going to be out in a car at midnight. Don't ever be out past midnight, but you're going to be out, or that's how gremlins happen. You're, you're going to be out, you're going to be out at midnight in the car alone and your parents are at home and you're like, oh, you know what? We've kissed, we've done some things and like you keep going and going and going because, because you love each other, because it's emotional, because nobody's around or you're going to be at home. I will get tell you some things that I think are smart. It, don't be home alone if you can avoid it and definitely don't be in your bedroom alone. Uh, these are things that it's like, oh, obviously, but it's hard and it's real and everybody deals with this stuff. But that talk, have the list talk and the ladder talk. And again, it's a weird first date, but you will be so glad you did on the second date, on the third date, because you are worth that. If anyone says you'd go up the ladder faster if you really love me, they're not, they're not who you should be with. If anybody says you would stop going to church if you love me, if anybody says you would cut off all your hair and be killed by Philistines if you love me, like none of these things are what you should do. And I know this is kind of a weird thing to talk about, an awkward thing to talk about. But the reason that I talk about this every year is because over and over again I've seen in my life Young kids, teens, even younger than teens, who mess up by going too far down the ladder. I have known sixth graders who are pregnant from seniors, and it's super messed up. And I'm glad that everybody here looks disgusted because it's super messed up. But guess what? The world is super messed up. And the world will tell you, hey, the notebook, this is what love is. The world will tell you, hey, after, this is what love is. That's not love. That is... Yeah, it's not good. They, they, they'll tell you, this is what love is. This is what love is. You have to do this to be in love. You have to have this to be in love. That's not what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is talking. Love is communicating. Love is being with someone who makes you feel like yourself. Love is being with someone who values what you value. Love is being with someone who loves what you love. Love is being with someone who shares your faith, who shares your hopes, who shares your dreams, who builds you up, not who tears you down, not who tries to force you. So have these conversations. And please, if you're your friends are stressing you, pressing, pressuring you to date. 
find a way to say, no, I'm not ready. Or even if you have to blame it on your parents, your parents will be like, okay, that's fine. Find a way to say you're not ready because there is nothing worse than dating before you're ready because then everything gets weird and messed up and it can mess up friendships and it can mess up relationships and all these things. There is nothing wrong with you if you're single. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't go to the dance. I did not go to prom. I could not care less about prom. I know some of you love prom and that's fine. I personally think Rob, prom, Rob, not prom. I personally... I personally think prom is stupid. That is not to say that if you like it, you're stupid because you're not, because we all like different things. That's how life is. You probably think that me reading comics and playing Fortnite are stupid, and you'd probably be right. But what I'm saying is I do not regret not doing that. What I re- would have regretted is if I'd gone with the wrong person, if I'd done things I would have regretted, I, if I'd done things wrong, if I'd gone up the ladder too fast. And I want to end with this, which I've already said before. There is never a point that you can't come back. Now, do your best to have these conversations, to, to make that line, to have that list. But if you have already messed up, if you have been too far and you know it and you feel it, there is nothing wrong with you and you will be okay if you just ask for forgiveness and, and you start over again. You are still worth it and you can still come back from that. There is always forgiveness and there is always love and there is always grace because the first and greatest relationship with Jesus is with Jesus. And even if you don't think your parents will understand, if you go to them and you talk to them honestly, they will do their best to understand. The youth workers here in groups and, and in church, like we will do our best to talk to you and understand. And we all get that it's an awkward conversation. We all get that all of this is awkward because we were all your age several hundred years ago. And and so we get that. But this is important. And the reason they are here tonight, this was not like today. I was like, hey, by the way, we're talking about this. The reason they're here tonight is because they care about you and because they have been where you are and because they know these things. When I talk about something from the ladder, it's not that I was just sitting there and be like, what would make a really cool graphic? It's because I'm like, this makes sense. This is something that is important. What happens a lot with these things is someone will tell you, leave three feet for Jesus, and then that's it. That's it. That's all they ever say. Uh, and now that's a good rule, but it's like, that's it. And it's like, well, what do I do? Or somebody will say, well, this scripture says this. And again, Bible true and Bible's great, but what do you do? And so what I talk about with the ladder and the list is these are practical things. These are not just religious things. These are practical things that will help you if you stick to them, if you try them, if you talk to people about them, if you have these conversations, and if most of all you understand that you are worth it. You are enough. You are enough even if you never date. You are enough no matter what. You are enough already. No one is going to make you more complete. No one is going to make you more enough. You are already enough. You are already worth it. That's all I got.